0: There's a reason you always trust your gut. Your whole body's health depends on it. Did you know 70% of your immune system resides in your gut? Invest in your health with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Get whole body benefits including gut, heart, skin, and digestive health from 24 clinically and scientifically studied probiotic strains and a plant-based prebiotic. Go to seed.com gut and use code 25GUT for 25% off your first month. That's seed.com slash gut code 25 gut.
1: Old man winter is here. Are your outdated windows ready? Renewal by Anderson. The winter window installation experts use Fibrex windows, which are two times stronger than vinyl and are watertight to keep winter's draft outside. Most installs can be completed within a day. Take advantage of our limited time offer and buy one replacement window or patio door. Get one forty percent off. Plus, no money down, no payments, and no interest for 12 months. Schedule your complimentary design consultation online at RenewalWindowsAlaska.com. Restrictions apply. You can support this podcast on Patreon.com forward slash First Paw Media. Here's to the adventure-seeking dog mushers out there the hundreds of you who stand on the runners dreaming and thinking about the northern lights. Of course, there is something else you can do if you've got something to say. Start a podcast with First Paw Media and harness your creative side. Maybe even earn enough money. Enough money to tell yourself, hey, I'm not just a dog musher. I'm a rover. I'm a wanderer. I'm a voyager. I'm an explorer. Visit firstpaw.media. Mush on over today. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Canadian Challenge Tales. I am joined today by Sarah Debrion, all the way from the UK, who's our social media volunteer. How are you doing today, Sarah?
0: I'm doing really well, Dan. How are you?
1: I'm great. really appreciate you joining me today so we can get our fans a little excited about the race that's coming up. Uh, you know, we're doing some final preparations and vet checks and everything else going and just want to Introduce some of our teams and uh, really happy that you're able to join me for that. So, we're going to jump right in. and uh, Can you tell us a little about uh, how many teams we have and uh, some of the ones that are registered?
0: Of course, yeah. No, I'm really excited to be here and uh, really excited to be talking about the race as well. So, I've got my, my first crazy fact for you um, with all the teams that are running, we've got nine 10 dog teams. Two eight dog teams and six six dog teams. And using my abacus, that means we've got 142 dogs, 568 paws, which I think is phenomenal. I think it's 17 teams in total. And what really interested me actually when I was when I was preparing to, to chat to you was that how many kennels we've got that are racing more than one team? Um, We've got five kennels that are racing two or three teams uh, across the the three races that we're running. Um, And we've got two couples racing. So we've got husband and wife and we've got a a partner and a partner. And we've also got a mum and a son racing, um, all of which I think highlight the community feel of this race. Um, Yeah, and 11 kennels represented overall. Um, across all of the all of the races that we have so I don't know if you were aware of that Dan or whether that's an interesting fact but it it certainly made me think
1: well well, I know that we've had uh, a big push from the board with trying to get multiple kennels to come to the race because usually there's lots of dogs available and there isn't a lot of additional expense to have another person in the vehicle and so we were able to give teams a financial discount on, on registration for second and third teams, which is always great and makes life a little bit easier for everyone in the long run. I hadn't actually sat down and counted how many kennels and how many, uh, you know, uh, couples or partner groups that we've had. Uh, but it is definitely a community feel to the race. And, you know, it's one big, happy, mushing family, uh, which is what I'm really looking forward to. Excited to see everyone that's coming and see what their dog teams are looking like this year and what sort of uh, changes they've made uh, from what we saw last year because we certainly have quite a few uh, mushers that are returning some that have uh, moved up from uh, a, a smaller dog team to a bigger dog team and longer races and really looking forward to see how they they do with that and of course We've got a couple of uh, junior mushers that are participating. uh, One of which for their first time, so always interested to see how that experience is going to go for them. Uh, I really want to start it with our our big feature race in the ten dog. Um, What can you tell us about some of our ten dog team, Sarah?
0: Well, we've got we've got one of the husband and wife couples in in in, in our ten dog team, um, Jesse Terry and Mary England. Um, one of them is is racing our our two hundred mile race, and one of them is, is doing the three hundred mile race as a qualifier. Um, and both uh, Mary and Jesse have have featured in um, some of our podcast episodes. So if anybody wants to hear a little bit more detail about uh, Jesse and Mary from from themselves. You know I'd recommend that they go along to the website and and, and listen into those um, Jesse's having a wonderful season so he's just he, he will be coming to the challenge on the back of the bear grease um, and he did really well in in finishing the bear grease it was his second try at the bear grease um, so it would be wonderful to see both Jesse and Mary back back in the race um, Mar- Mary Mary's a really interesting musher in that she I remember her very first um try in the challenge, which was about two or three years ago. And she was very, 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 very green. She hadn't known Jessie very long. Um, and she took she took part in our in our short six-dog race. And she is the smiliest, happiest, loveliest person on the back of runners that I've ever I could ever hope to meet. Um, and the way she came into the finish line of that race, it was like she'd been standing on the back of runners her whole life, really. So whenever I see Jessie and Mary in a race, it always makes me smile because I know I know they're going to have a, a great time. I know their dogs are going to be really well cared for. Um, and they they spread so much fun um, that I'm, I'm really excited that they're coming back this year. I know there was a question mark as to whether they were going to make it, but um, I, I was really delighted when they when they both signed up um and i'm sure you enjoyed doing that those particular podcast episodes as well dan
1: oh yeah it was it was a pleasure talking to both of them they have a different bring a little bit different uh outlook to mushing mm-hmm. you know jesse's uh I mean, they're, they're both incredible people, very nice. Uh, but Jesse's clearly the more competitive of the two. Uh, I know Mary enjoys just being out there and with the dogs, and I know her experience last year with the puppy team, um, you know, was was really good, and and she was excited to to continue on with that, which I, th- I think is an odd one, you know, from from most. I mean, it's the you don't usually have people that are. You know, anxious or excited, or you know, really focused on trying to get a puppy team through. Okay. Um, and again, her podcast episode, she talked a lot about the different challenges of running a puppy team and and how yeah. to manage that. And and she looked at it as a more of a badge of honor for herself as a musher mm-hmm. to say that you know I took you know this puppy team you know this far. And again, she like you said, she did the bear grease, I think the one twenty, and and yeah. did quite well with that puppy team yeah. there. So. I believe she's going to be running the puppy team with us, uh, but I think uh, they're waiting yet before they've officially said who's doing which distance and who's taking which team and and how that's going to work out. But yeah,
0: well, I, I remember. I mean, Jesse was he was the first recipient of our Spirit of the North Award when we when we first had that as an award, um, and it's been such a pleasure seeing both of them kind of grow their kennel and, and, you know, having a puppy team to bring on as well has been, it's been exciting to, to sort of see how that's, how that's panned out. Um, and to see how they've both kind of grown into, into the racing really. And, 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 you know, they're doing more races in different places. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see how they're going to, how they're going to get on with us. Whoever's racing in which, which team in which distance, um, they, they certainly add something, I think.
1: Absolutely. And it's, like I said, it's always been a wonderful thing with this, with the challenge that you can see teams moving up and, mm-hmm. and, and trying different categories in the race. You know, you know, one of the other teams that comes to mind is going to be, uh, Max Bartokiu coming out of, uh, yes, I can kennels. He was, uh, in our 10 dog race last year, it was his first running, uh, of the race, which was a great accomplishment for him. He was, uh, a handler, helping with the race, you know, two years ago in, in 2020. Yeah. And, um, his first dog sled race, I believe was the underdog in yellow knife, which he won so you know it's (laughs) it's not very often that people get to go out and and win their first race but max comes with a lot of uh, a lot of energy you know and uh, a lot of excitement with the dogs and and so i'm really looking forward to see what his team looks like this year and and how they've done i know they've been uh out in bc and and uh you know down down the u.s with another race so it's uh really interested to see how max is doing this year
0: Max is another interesting character, isn't he? Because he's what I would call an, an accidental musher. Um, he kind of met Anna a couple of years ago. Um, and I think in his terminology, fell into dog sledding completely by chance. Um, and he seems to have taken it to like a duck to water. And... Um, I I know that they've they've had some logistical challenges fairly recently, so I, I'm really hoping that they, they they make it to the race. And Max was hoping to take part in the race as a as a 300 qualifier um, on on a on a journey towards Iditarod Yukon Quest. Um, so clearly, he's intending to continue his his racing journey from 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 that.
1: Yeah, and and I think you know, a little bit of disappointment that, uh, he wasn't able to get the full 300 miles in last year. Yeah. You know, I think the, the extreme cold we had in the early part of the race really took a toll on, mm-hmm. on the mushers more than the dogs. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to seeing that one. Um, the other team that we're really looking forward to seeing in the 10 dog side is going to be Garrick Schmidt. Again, he was one of the first podcast episodes that we did, uh, Garrett participated in the eight dog race last year and, uh, you know, taking a big step up this year, moving to 10 dog and, and 200 miles. So he's been posting lots, uh, lots of training, lots of, uh, lots of stuff out there. And, and so, you know, excited to see his progression, you know, from a year.
0: Agreed. And, and, and Garrett's actually one of the, one of the kennels, he, he runs Eagle Ridge sled dog tours. Um, he has a, he, his handler from, the year that's just gone, 2022. Um, Mushamo, she she is she's gone. She's actually racing in our six dog race. So it's it's in Garrick's kennel. There there are two teams coming to the challenge, which is really exciting to see. Um, and I know his superstar dog Kona um, has featured on our social media pages quite a lot because she's absolutely gorgeous. Um and he's he's another musher that hasn't been racing very long. Um he's been running his his kennels for the last sort of 3 or 4 years and mushing seriously for for sort of 4 or 5 years I think. Um and I think it's i mean Garrick is such an interesting person to to listen to he's a He's a land based educator um, so he's you know he he's light he prefers spending time outside to indoors um, and I think it will be really interesting to see how how he gets on in in this bigger bigger field with a ten dog team um, Racing. I, I don't know how much racing experience he's got in 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 a in this much longer distance. Um, I think last year he did our shorter race. Is that right, Dan? Did he run? He ran the eight dog 100 mile race last year, didn't he? Correct. So, yes. Yeah. So he's you know it's 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 double the distance. Um, more dogs on his team i know they've been training really hard his social media is full of training videos which are so exciting um and he has some really good footage on his, on his social media pages so he will be a, he will be a team to watch i think because i think he's he's on the ascendancy yeah i'm excited yeah,
1: and it, I, I think the the big change that i'm looking forward to see this year uh, you know, last year and, and this year our eight dog race is a two day race. So 50 miles, two days in a row. Yeah. And so, you know, he got an overnight in between the runs Yeah. and this year in the 200 mile, it's continuous. So what is his, you know, checkpoint strategy? You know, how, how is that going to go for him? Has he been practicing training? Has he been doing camp outs, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff's going to show up during the race and yeah. that may be something that's new to him. So I'll be curious to see what he's uh picked up from others and, and what he's able to pick up from from the, the first checkpoint to, towards the end.
0: And also his his handler from last year is is racing. So it'll be interesting to see who's handling for him as well um, and how much how much practice they've got in with that teamwork. Because I I I know from experience that if you have a if you have a fantastic handler that really helps with your racing strategy and your your your, your race management um so I'm, I'm sure whoever his handler is um it'll be a, it'll be a learning experience for both of them it's it, it's it sounds quite exciting
1: yeah well and it's it's all more important as you get later and later in the race when that fatigue kicks in yeah. and that lack of sleep is taking over and the, the brains don't really work as well that's when you know, being able to rely on and trust that handler to look after things in the checkpoint and make sure things aren't missed is, is going to be really important. Um, which brings us to the next musher that uh, I'm looking forward to, to talking about, which is Jillian uh, Lawton is, again, another musher that we have back, been at the Canadian Challenge involved for several years now, and, you know, did really well last year in know, second place in the eight dog race, And this year, uh, you know, up to the 10-dog 200-mile race, which she has run before. Um, So what can you tell us about uh, Jillian?
0: Well, I have to confess a little bit of interest here because I do handle for Jillian's team. Um, Jillian's been coming to the race, oh gosh, probably for about 14 or 15 years in various distances. So she's probably looking at the list of mushers, she's probably got the most experience on the trails of, of everybody. Um, the last few years, she's done the shorter distance races, she's, she has a very busy life, She ha- she's a mum, she is a nurse. Um, so she has a lot of balls to juggle. Um, and it's been fantastic to see her confidence come back and for her to want to register in the ten dog race, the longer distance, um, and, and I know she's really looking forward to it. Forward to it. They've had some, they've had some um, challenges with with training conditions this year. She's she's in Rocky Mountain House in Alberta. Um, they've had snow, they've lost snow, they've had snow, they've lost snow, like a like a few of the teams this year. So I know they've found. Um, Training a little bit more challenging, but she's got some good miles on her dogs. Um, she she has a good handler who will be supporting her throughout the race, and I and she feels confident. So she's participated and completed in um, the the race when it was actually a twelve dog race uh, with the longer distance. She competed in the eight dog last last year in in um, in a hundred mile race, which she loved because. Yes, as you mentioned before, the 100 mile, mile race last year, you got to sleep in a warm bed overnight, and you got to eat breakfast, and you got to have dinner. Um, and I know that for, for, for Gillian, the, the the sleep deprivation um, is, is a challenge. So she's ready, she's, it's going to be a good race, and um, she's feeling confident. And when you put all of that together, you've got a you know a first class competitor in in the pack there um and i'm looking forward to seeing how how she does
1: well and you'll get a first front row seat to to see that as her handler which is you know a a a special you know bond the two of you have had for several years now and so excited to see her back and we can't mention jillian without talking about her father steve who i believe (laughs) is coming back to the race um you know, so it'd be nice for to see Steve. He wasn't able to make it last year, but he will be around. He's quite a character. And so <laughs> excited to see him back again. Um, you know, Steve has just been around mushing for a long time and a lot of knowledge and experience um, from several different racing disciplines. Um, but as we... I don't want, don't want to dwell on Steve because he's not actually racing, but the other the other I think team he will
0: be the backseat driver, haven't you? I think he's a backseat back musher, to be honest, but uh, he will he will bring some fun to to, to proceedings, I'm sure.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the next team I wanted to talk about was Rhonda here, and uh, her husband, Andy will be coming back again this year. Uh, I know they had a, quite a, quite a good run at the bear grease marathon. Uh, Andy was on the runners for that one. Yeah. Uh, that's that husband and wife team where they, they're taking turns on, you know, one of them will run and the other will will be the handler. And so Mm -hmm. uh, Rhonda did really well last year at the Canadian challenge. And she said the dogs are looking really good this year. They did well at the bear grease and, and Andy was really happy with their performance. So looking forward to see Rhonda come back as well
0: yeah and I, I what i remember from Rhonda from from last year's race she won our 10 dog um, vets award and i know that running the kennel is is a is a real family business for um i think they've got two children haven't they and everybody takes part in in looking after the puppies running the you know working with the dogs socializing helping bring bring the pups on board um and she was another one that really interesting um podcast episode if if, again if any of our listeners want to go back and 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 take a listen um she talks very uh, articulately about their kennels i think it's pause on patrol isn't it their kennels um and i'm really i keep saying i'm really excited but i am really excited to see how how she does on the back of the runners she she talked extensively on the podcast about how much she loved the challenge how much she loved the trail how much she loved the northern lights and how much she was looking forward to coming back um so yeah it'll be it'll be really great to welcome both Rhonda and Andy and the children if if they're all on tour like they were last year
1: yeah I I expect they will be Mm -hmm. uh it's a big family vacation for them and yeah. And, uh, you know, nice to see, a you know, family run kennel and, and family experience at the race too. Oh, yeah. so, uh, the last 10 dog team that we have returning to us, uh, this year is, um, what we would call our, our local musher or as close to it as you can. Uh, Ragnar Robinson is back. Um, son to Sid Robinson, who is Canadian challenge royalty in my mind, been at it for decades. So, Ragnar is back. He he attempted last year and unfortunately they, they weren't able to get finished. Uh, They're out of the Red Lantern Dog Yard right uh, just to the south of LaRange. So, in in Ragnar's backyard where the trail is going through, uh, you know, I know that they've been training really hard and uh, actually been training on sections of the trail already, some of the concerned areas they had last year. So, I know there's a, a lot of focus and attention from Ragnar on, on getting this one in and, and being able to get this done and completed on time. I know he's had some conversations with me about strategies and, and how to make these things work, not from how do we win, but how do we finish and how do we do this conservatively and, and where can we sort of make the, make the race a little easier, um, you know, with, uh, you know, splitting up runs and, and yeah. breaking it up to be a little e- easier.
0: Is he? Do you happen to know? Because I know you know you know Ragnar and Sid quite well. Is is Sid going to be his team handler this year? Do you know? Yes. Well, that's always an interesting combo, isn't it? Um, bearing in mind Sid, who I think must have named his dog yard after his challenge successes, um, the Red Lantern Dog Yard. Um, who who can forget Sid's Red Lantern tussles? Um, so between them. I'm sure they will have talked strategy, run the trails, um, and I know as a matter of pride, Ragnar will want to will want to complete this race. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I really look forward to, to seeing both of them. They're, they're both such characters, um, they have some beautiful dogs. And if they know the trail, oh, the other thing about Ragnar is he he's, he he does some fantastic photography. I've seen some of his amazing drone footage of his training runs um i know he puts some of that out on his social media as well um whether or not that gives him an advantage because he's seen the he's seen the trail from above i don't know we we will see won't we
1: yeah well ragnar is a very active outdoorsman mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, you know a lot of his photography stuff has come out of the canoeing and and yeah. that's sort of fun in in the summer but in addition to training dogs and holding down a full-time job, you know, and and a a wife at home. He's also heavily involved in the cross-country skiing side of things. I know that he does a big race in La Range in the first part of March, so he's been training for that as well. Uh, I suspect that training will pay significant dividends in terms of helping the dogs, whether that's um, kicking or ski pulling or whatever, to try and get them through to, to where they need to go. But this is definitely um, definitely his his year, I think, for for getting this one in. And, and uh, last year, I know they had some leader trouble. Um, and uh, I know between Ragnar and Sid, they've been alternating leaders and training new ones and really focused on that this year. So I'm really excited to see the three or four le- young leaders that they have that have been doing really well in some of the training stuff that we've seen. So it uh, sh- should be a fun one to watch, and as you said, with, with Sid helping and handling, <laughs> you really can't go wrong with having somebody that's been mushing for decades and involved with the challenge, raced at the challenge, and, and certainly helped on the administrative side with the board, too. So, Absolutely. always uh, a pleasure to have to have them with us. Mm-hmm. So, um, we have a couple of new mushers that have not been uh, to the challenge yet. Yep. Yeah. Um, why don't you start us off with uh, Christina Gibson?
0: Well, I was going to actually start off with Leon because I've had some very recent conversations with Leon. So, um...
1: Okay, well, you take Leon and, and I'll uh, talk about Christina after.
0: <laughs> Cur- Curveball th- there. Um, L- Leon hasn't – so he will be a challenge rookie. He's entered with us before but has had a number of logistical challenges in the past. Um, he's run the Torch River Run before. Um, and he has had a number of races that he's been trying to get to um, for a while and for a number of reasons, hasn't actually made it. Um, he has an enormous amount of support from his from his hometown. He's very he, he's got an enormous amount of support so, on social media. And when we published his entry, he probably received more um, shares and likes than than any other any of the other teams put together um, he describes his occupation as a he's, he says he 's a trapper a dog musher a dog he runs dog sled tours um, he sounds extremely versatile he has a very very busy life he loves being outdoors um, so he yeah he traps he fishes he hunts hunts he he gardens um, and he he's had some he calls it bad luck um he he was due to run in the Caledonia Classic um he was due to run in the Yukon Quest but for for a number of logistical reasons he 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 hasn't been able to make either of them so he's saying that in the last conversation i had with him he's really focused on the challenge he can't wait to get here he can't wait to actually race um he's spending the time between now and and next week you know doing some few final training runs um Making sure absolutely every document is packed, everything is ready to go, um, and he's pretty excited to 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 be running. Um, it's a race that he's had on his on his list for quite a while, um, and. I, yeah, I can't wait to meet him. He sounds a really nice, really nice chat, really grounded um, and, and, you know, ready, ready to hit the road. He's driven a lot of miles this, this season already, but hasn't actually been able to participate in a race. So I'm hoping his luck changes. Um, He gets to us, he races with us and he has a really good time.
1: Yeah. Well, and it really highlights all of the behind the scenes work that's required uh, for mushers to be a part of the race. There's certainly the the dog care and the vaccine requirements and all of that documentation that's required, but you also have to remember your some of these mushers are coming from long distances to get to any race to go to, Absolutely. and so you have to make sure you have it in the truck or with you. Otherwise, you know you can't just turn around and go home and get it. Yeah. So that's that's all of the preparation that uh, that happens in you know weeks and maybe months before the race. Uh, I know we've had several questions from for mushers as they started their road trip across you know the the country for races this year Um, but that logistical side is really important and really something that needs to be looked after as as you can see you know unfortunately with Leon he's he's had a bit of trouble there but it's all part of learning and and uh, growing and being able to participate in this
0: yeah absolutely agreed and 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 his um, comments are you know he's learnt so much already this racing season through some of the some of the challenges he's faced and some of the some of the mistakes he's made um and I really hope that he he makes it to 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 the challenge and as as I said I'm looking forward to meeting him and you know welcoming him to the community really he seems a really nice guy
1: yeah, and our last 10-dog team intro that we have for you is uh, Christina Gibson, a very accomplished young musher mm-hmm. out of Washington State. Uh, you know, she just finished her second year at Stage Stop in Wyoming. Um, you know, we talked about logistical challenges, racing for eight or nine days in a row, I'm sure has presented several of those. Um, but uh, more recently, her team we just came third in the hundred mile race to the sky in Montana. So she's looking like she has a really strong team this year and, uh, should, this is her, her push into some of the higher distance, um, what most would call mid distance races. So she's done a lot of the shorter stuff and now, uh, the challenge is her, her push into mid distance. So joining us for the 200 mile and, and, uh, you know, seems like quite a, Quite a nice individual and, and a young musher getting her start.
0: Yeah, she, she she's um I, I think the stage stop was was an interesting race this year. Um I, I I don't think it quite went as planned um because of the weather. I think they had they had to actually stop a couple of stages so they were they, they weren't able to race every single day in the way that it was planned. So I'm I'm wondering what impact that may have, have had. But she's finished she's just finished third, hasn't she, in, in Race to the Sky? Um, she originally entered our 100 mile race, um, with the eight dog team, but, uh, then decided to, to, step up. So I, 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 think this will be a really good learning experience for her, um, in, in a longer distance with 10 dogs. Um, her partner is also, he's, he's actually racing in our, in our eight dog, hundred mile race, um, and. Again, I, it's, this is another family affair. I know Christina, and I think her mother is handling for her. Um, and and as, as you said with uh, with Garrick, once you start running these these longer races where you don't, you know, it's a continuous race. You you don't get the luxury of a stage stop race where you can go and have a warm shower and a, a nice comfy bed. It is a continual race. So it sounds like it's it's going to be a real interesting journey for her, um, making that transition.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you mentioned, uh, Aiden Torres is her partner. (laughs) He's going to be, uh, on the runners for the eight dog team. I'm not sure how they're splitting that up, but, uh, you know, it sounds like Aiden has, been mushing in the past and and is doing more of the racing stuff as well so really curious to see how how Aiden's team is looking and and how he does with uh the race format that we have uh for eight dog um so well, he gets in- to
0: sleep overnight, doesn't he? Lucky like, <laughs> in, in a state, nice warm bed. Um, and I know, having spoken to Christina's mum, she was she was trying to work out the logistics of supporting both teams, where one is is kind of finishing, hopefully, and the other one is probably just starting. And she's she's been trying to work out how to be in two places at once, um, and how can she most effectively support both teams at the same time? So that's another. Behind the scenes logistical challenge um, when you're on the road, I think as well.
1: Yeah, well, and that's just something that uh, we need to help with as a as a yeah. race. You know, as you said, Christine is likely to be finishing as as Aiden is starting uh, because the way that we have set up the race formats is so that we have trying to make it so all the teams are generally ending at the same time as opposed to starting at the same time. Mm. So. Our 10-dog teams will start on Tuesday the 21st. The eight dogs will start on Thursday the 23rd. And the six dogs will start on Friday the 24th. So we should be all done racing by Friday. So we're anticipating a Wednesday night, Thursday morning finish for the 10-dog 200-mile race, which will be when Aiden is is scheduled to go out with the eight dogs. And so they're going to be about 160 kilometers apart in terms of uh highway distance so it will be challenging for handler to be in in two places at once and coming all the way from washington state obviously they're not going to bring two vehicles for that so uh what we've done with the race side is said listen you know if we need to you know bring an extra straw bale to the finish line so you can camp out with the team while you wait for the truck to get there and you know, throw in some food or whatever for you, then, you know, we're happy to try and accommodate some of that to make this multiple team entry, uh, a little bit easier logistically.
0: And Chris, again, Christina, her, her podcast episode is, is, is really insightful. She's, she sounds yeah, she's an up and coming musher. She's, she, she's got her sights set on, you know, on on bigger, bigger races and bigger things and whatever we can do to help with that. Um, is is always is always useful isn't it i i can't wait to meet her she sounds really really switched on they sound really well organized um and you know it will be really interesting to see what we can what we can learn from her from her and, and and her approach i think
1: absolutely uh to to round out our eight dog teams uh we have kevin lewis who is joining us again this year he participated in the eight dog last year um and so he'll be uh, back for the eight dog again. You know, he just wasn't able to get it finished in time for the official cutoff for the race. So it doesn't count as an official finish, but his dog team did make it all the way to the end at just a little bit slower than, than what he had hoped for. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how Kevin's done this year. Um, haven't heard from him much in terms of training or what they've been up to, but he, he certainly sounds like he's been busy
0: I think he he's been very busy because he's actually got three teams in in the race so he's got two two teams from his kennel um, racing in our in our six dog race and he's as you mentioned is, is racing in our eight dog um, race and I it, you made me smile when you were talking about he, he was a little bit slower in um, Last year when he was competing um, alongside Garrick in our eight dog race, because I'm I I don't know whether it was that his dogs were a little bit slower or whether the two of them just like to keep stopping for coffee. Um, And I I, I, what I remember about Kevin last year is he absolutely loves his dogs. He loves having a brew and he loves answering questions. So um, hopefully he won't be talking to many people this time, and he'll he'll be he'll be racing. Um, we only have two teams in our uh, eight dog um, in our eight dog race, so it, it, there it, there's a competition to be had there, um, and it'll be really interesting to see how what his strategy is. Um, again, he's another one that, that there's quite a lot of um, social media coverage from from his training, um, and he's got he's got two rookies racing with us in our in our six dog. Um, event so I, I'm really curious to see how they get on, um, what their strategies are, and and it'll be wonderful to, to to welcome Kevin back. I'm really delighted that he's chosen to come back.
1: Oh, well, absolutely! It's always a pleasure when you get teams that are able to come back and yeah. and you know because of another. I mean, a, a local. We'll call him a local. He's from here yeah. in in Saskatchewan as well. Mm. So you know the the only. Mid-distance race that we have uh, going here in the province, so that's always nice to see Kevin back. Um, and then that leaves us, Sarah, with our six dog race. So why don't you give us a little recap on on the six dog race and and what you think this looks like with uh, six teams in it?
0: This is this is the race I'm really curious about because we have three rookies in this race. Um, we have. A returner. So we have our last year's winner, uh, Lane Lawton, who who is returning for his second year. Um, we have Jessica Reimer, who is a very experienced musher, and we have Marcel Maran, who is another very experienced musher. So this this race is has a really diverse field, um, and I'm I'm really interested to see. The competition that will evolve in this race. Um, Jessica, she, she she's she's had a busy season. She's done a brilliant podcast with Dan, so another great episode to listen to. She was second in the Montana Race to the Sky 100 mile race, uh, which I think finished last weekend. And she's using the uh, th- this distance. So th- so our six dog race is a is a 50 mile distance um, her season so far has consisted of 100 mile races the challenge is a, is a 50 mile race and after the challenge she's going on to the underdog in um, yellow, Yellowknife, yellow uh, knife which is another 100 mile race so i was really curious to think about so what is she using the challenge for is she using it to you know keep keep the dogs ticking over will she view it as a training run um, is she gonna come in and and you know run it extremely competitive? competitively? competitively. Um, And, you know, it's no point me second guessing what what she's going to do. But I was really fascinated by, you know, where it sits in her season, and um, what she's what she's hoping to get from the race. Um, The the other very experienced musher Marcel Maran, he, he actually puts the underdog race on up in Yellowknife, um, and has raced in the challenge, very competitively before he's won he's won races with us before um, his preference is for the hundred mile race either as a with with an eight dog team um, so he's 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 actually running a shorter race with us having chosen our our fifty mile six dog um, race um, and in 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 his own words he he views the challenge as his warm-up race to the 100-mile underdog, which which runs towards the end of March. But I'm really fascinated again by Marcel. How competitively is he going to run the race? What does a warm-up race look like? Um, and I, so, I, I yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens, really. Um, our three rookies, we've got Monroe Mondor, uh, also known as Musha who is running um, dogs from Garrick's Kennel, Eagle Ridge Dog Side Tours. Um, this is, this she, she's she was only 14 when she registered. Uh, this will be her first ever race, and um, she, as I said earlier, she handled for Garrick last year. She's got a lot of dog experience um, and has her sights set on bigger races, and uh, you know. I I can't. I can't wait to see how she does. Um, We've got Trevor and Alex, who are our two other rookies. They are running um, dogs from Kevin Lewis's kennel. They're both rookies. Um, They haven't been around dogs or or the kennels for for very long. I think sort of one year, two years, uh, maybe three years maximum. And this will be their first races. So it's. It's all a, a really interesting mix of experience, rookies, diversity in age, probably diverse, um, different strategies. The, the trail runs from Larange to Missinippi, and so is a is a is a really different trail in that we've got some portages, we've got some lake running. Um, so it's likely that, you know, that the, the speed is going to be there's some, going to be some really fast sections, um, some slower sections of portage. And, yeah, I'm excited to see this race. It's, you know, with, with a 50 mile race. It's all played out in a, in, a, in a day. So, you know, it's exciting. I hope it gets lots of support. It finishes in Missinipi, um, And I know that the teams that are racing have have lots of support so I'm, I'm really hoping that there's some support out there on you know on the lake and and in the resort to, to welcome and cheer these teams in um and i've probably said quite a lot so i'm going to shut up down and let you get a word in
1: oh i thought that you were going to make an attempt at, at trevor <laughs> and and alex's last names because i am not um i, <laughs> I apologize to polite. them i'm i'm not going to try a uh I I don't think I'm going to do well at that. But yes, I'm really excited about the six dog race. It has traditionally been um, for less experienced mushers, you know, a a stepping stone to something bigger, a a good first race. And it seems to be full of some competitive mushers this year. Um, I mean, at least three of them should be. Uh, It's hard to say with some of the rookies on what they're going to be, but that's, that's what you get with, uh, with a race like that. Um, me personally, I suspect that Jessica and Marcel are to have chosen this one because it's a six dog race. And that's what underdog is also a six dog race. So yeah. s- trying to provide some insight into where the competition might be a month after they're finished with us and, and where they might be in Yellowknife or what they may need to focus on between our race and that one. Um, you know, or it's just maybe Marcel's busy with time and, you know, can only afford, uh, the time to come down for, for a 50 mile run and, and back up North, he's going to go. But, um, yeah, the, the excitement will be Friday, um, the, the 24th of February. So they're going to be departing at uh, 10 AM. We will have, uh, updates on our Facebook and, um, Twitter and uh, Instagram as well, as well as the tracker information we are expecting to have going as well. So it should be pretty exciting and we're expecting a a strong finish in Mississippi um, with our main sponsor, Adventure Destinations and Thompson Resort, which has been a big part of the the race and helping us to be able to get, uh, to get the trail in and everything else that we have going this year. So really want to thank them for their, continued sponsorship of the race and uh you know excited to see how it's going to work out with them as the finish line i know they've put a lot of time and energy into making it uh even more hospitable than uh than it has been uh even last year you know it was a great spot for checkpoint and and lots of uh amenities and so i think this year is going to be even better
0: it's exciting and and whilst you're sort of doing shout outs, Um, can I also do a shout out? Because I think that there's a whole group of people that we absolutely cannot put this race on without, and that's our team of volunteers. Um, And I know having spent some time communicating with, with people that are volunteering time, they are the most amazingly generous, supportive people. We cannot run checkpoints or do road crossings or you know prepare food or look after vets and look after um mushers when they come into to checkpoints without our volunteers so they're a very underrated um group of people who are you know they are worth their weight in gold and for me thank you very much um i, I you know I think everybody that puts the race on behind the scenes. Yes, we're all volunteers, but the people that come out um, and they man a checkpoint at one a.m. And, and minus minus thirty-five degrees, you know, for the love, I think they are fantastic. So I, I just threw that one in, Dan. I hope you don't mind, but I think that's a group of people that we should shout about.
1: Well, that's th- those are absolutely the volunteers and everybody that's involved in putting this race on. It's not just uh, you know, the small board, a group of board members that we have, but there's a whole group of people and, and the ones that you're talking about, those are the ones that mushers are going to see. Uh, the ones that I want to shout out to are the ones that mushers won't see. Yeah. And that's the entire trail group that we have, uh, nine individuals this year have been working on the trail since November, most weekends, sometimes multiple days of weekends, you know, and just clearing trail packing trail and this race wouldn't exist without them we wouldn't have such wonderful trails and and beautiful scenery along the trail if they didn't uh didn't volunteer their time to do so and um you know we certainly couldn't couldn't do the race without them so for those that see pictures and and whatnot of the trail that's that's all thanks to our our dedicated trail crew uh nine strong this year
0: And I know because I've got personal um, testimony of of the blood, sweat and tears that goes into that team. Um, Fearless, tireless and, you know, amazing people. And I I think any musher that is travelling our trails this year, I can't wait to hear you. You know, I can't I can't wait to hear their stories. Um, And, you know, the challenge is, is known for its its brilliant trail. And this year, looking at all this, the, the social media footage that, that, that's been out around the trail, the trail looks beautiful. And I know you've also, you know, we've got a week to go to race day. Um, the trail will continue to be looked after, maintained. The rest of it will be staked um, and it will be in as, as brilliant a condition as, as, our, as our trail crew will make it um, for, you know, for race day this time next week. So thank you again, trail crew.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been a a trying year, Uh, a little bit easier this year than in past. Uh, You know, we've had a little bit less snow than last year, but last year was a record breaking year. So this year has been a little bit easier, but every time you get across a lake or um, an open stretch uh, here in the wonderful prairies, the wind picks up and your trail disappears again. So, it's uh it's, it's tiring weather, isn't yes. <laughs> yeah well I mean we were just uh you know the last stretch of trail here it was warm unseasonably warm and so just trying to manage more of that you start to run into some challenges like creek crossings that were frozen that are not anymore mm. and and how we manage that and and building ice bridges and whatnot just to get across some of these um, because that's where the trail is going to go so um, it's, it's been a lot of work this year and, uh, I know I've seen a, 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 majority of the trail and it is absolutely fantastic, you know, and, and that's all thanks to our trail crew.
0: We started the podcast down with some crazy facts about how many dog feats and dogs we had in the race. Just how many stakes does it take to mark the trail from start to finish?
1: Well, we put stakes out. Uh, we're a little picky on the distance on the lakes just so people have them. Yeah. Uh, so every 10th of a kilometer or 16th of a mile, if you prefer mm-hmm. that unit of measure. Um, and some of the stretches where it's it's a four-foot wide trail through trees and there's nowhere to turn, we really only put out a couple of what I refer to as confidence trail markers. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not at that... Um, that distance but if I had to guess we're probably 2,500 to 3,000 trail stakes that are out there in addition to signage and cautions and um, you know that sort of stuff is also there but the the real hard work is is coming um, in the last always coming in the last few days because we have to dig through all of the berms around the road crossing so when they've plowed snow pushed it up against the side of the road that is a bit of a hazard for dog sleds especially when you're coming onto a road so the trail crew has been out digging those out digging them down trying to make a path and hopefully they don't get filled in again but you never know what's going to happen with the weather
0: Well, good luck with the trail to to all the trail crew who are going to be working on the trail between now and and next Tuesday. Um, Good luck. Keep safe.
1: It's always a a challenging experience, you know, from mechanical issues that have happened out there and hard weather. But we have a hearty bunch and uh, people that truly enjoy being out there and and doing it and, uh, you know, couldn't do without them. So I know Sarah, we've been a little bit longer than you and I talked about going uh, today, but we did manage to get through all of our dog teams, which is really exciting. And all of the volunteers and stuff that we have, and obviously the board members we need to thank. uh, In addition to our sponsors, again, the big one being Adventure Destinations, followed by uh, Perfectly Raw Food, and several other small ones that we have involved. But The Canadian Rangers also deserve uh, a mention uh, based out of La Ronge. They've been a big help in terms of helping put the trail in with us, but they'll also be involved in La Ronge with the checkpoint, helping us set up for that and having accommodations in the David Patterson Park where the checkpoint is. But we're also are going to be out there as our emergency response. So if there's a dog team that has an issue or a problem or an injured dog or whatever, then they're going to be the first ones out on the trail to go and see them, help them uh, with whatever they may need. So they're, they're a big part of the race that uh, doesn't get the level of attention that uh, they probably deserve.
0: I'm keeping quiet because I heard one of your dogs shaking and your dogs clearly think you've talked too much.
1: Well, they don't really get used to the podcast. It's more of trying to find a quiet uh, time when we can get through it, but it's a dog podcast. So you have to get used to there uh, their being dogs around and, and they've been surprisingly good the, today to, to get through it. Um, Sarah, can you tell, before we finish off here, can you tell everybody where they can find us, how they can follow along with the race and uh, what, what you have planned on, maybe on the social media side for the race?
0: Well, that's a curveball because you didn't tell me I was going to have to do that. So (laughs) um, the the, the website has, if you look at our website, which is www.canadianchallenge.com, that will have um, some race-specific information, which is Jim is just starting to put that on now. So you'll be able to find the trackers from there. You'll be able to find links to, inst- to our Instagram account and our Facebook account. Um, you'll also find a link at the bottom of, of, of the, the home page, which connects to all of the podcast episodes that Dan's um, recorded. So if you want to go and listen in to any of our um, the mushers teams that, that we've mentioned today, um, just go and click on those links. Um, we will be out on the trail. So we have a, a dedicated photographer, and Jim will be managing photos and um, social media. I will be looking at keeping the Twitter pages up to date. Um, Dan, I know that you're also going to help out with um, social media posts over over the duration of the race. Um, so we're aiming to provide as much coverage as we can, uh, dependent on cell service and dependent on, on you know um, access to, to to cell service. And we're hoping that the the, the trackers are going to provide. Um, in real time uh, you're able to follow the race i think that's with is that with track leaders dan i think that is,
1: is yeah that that's correct? correct
0: yeah um and again you can either go to the trackleaders.com website um or we will have um we'll have the map on our own our own website as well um off the top of my head i haven't got it in front of me i don't know what our canadian challenge facebook address is so you've caught me out on that one dan um <laughs>
1: it's it's okay the anybody looking for us you can simply search for canadian challenge Dog Sled race on facebook you'll have us there um and you can also get there from our website the other item that's on the website which we update as close to real time as we possibly can is going to be the timesheets so we were able to use radios to relay that information in places where we don't have cell service. And what I will say about cell service is, despite the fact that there's a few spots that we don't have it, the intention this year is we're going to be taking pictures and video and, and everything we can. And then once we get to cell service, then you might start to see uh, a, a sort of a, a dump of all of the, the stuff that we have. Uh, In addition, uh, the other item that we're uh, focused on doing this year is a pre-race interview. So going to be getting some interviews with the mushers before the race as they're getting their dogs ready and and their sleds ready and everything ready to go. So you can look for those on Tuesday morning, February the 21st. Is there anything I missed, Sarah?
0: (laughs) So I'm just thinking we've talked for a long time, haven't we? We've had a, a long natter. Um, I just can't wait for next week, really. I'm already excited and I keep counting down the sleep. So I have to pack a bag and get on a plane um, on Friday and I'll be on Canadian soil on Friday. And then it's all systems go. And I, yeah, I can't wait.
1: Excellent. Well, we certainly appreciate your time today in, in giving our fans a lengthy preview on the race and all of our teams that are coming and some background on them. And so really appreciate all of our fans that are listening and, and passing it along. Feel free to subscribe. We will have uh, a post race episode and then we will get back into normal programming with the interviews going again. Uh, not sure who that's going to be yet. I'm going to hold those cards a little close to the vest for now. We're hoping to get some some other alumni from the race uh, and possibly uh, some stuff from the race if, if we can. So uh, podcast episodes and whatnot will continue following the race as well in addition to a recap. So um, again, Sarah, thank you so much for your time today and uh, joining me from across the pond and, and having a chat about our dog teams and, and the race And so um, you know, always always fun to talk dogs and usually longer than we anticipate, but that's just that's just who we are here.
0: That's an editing challenge for you. There you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We're gonna leave it long, informal, as I intended, and let our fans enjoy uh our natter, as you say, and uh enjoy some (laughs) some some dog discussion. So from all of us here at Canadian Challenge, uh, we want to thank you for joining us. And uh, until next time, goodbye. From First Paw Media, this is Canadian Challenge Tales. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And we invite you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes. You can tap or swipe on the episode cover art and you'll see some offers from our sponsors. You can support our show by supporting them. If you like what you have heard, we would love it if you would give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe too. Your host is Dan Kirkup. Our executive producer is Robert Forto. Created for First Paw Media. Masha and her dogs never let Alaska's winter weather get in their way.
0: Ready, pups?
1: Especially when you can ignore those outdoor conditions and celebrate the great indoors with GCI. (laughs) You want to watch the funny cat videos again? Tis the season for streaming and savings. Get up to $500 back on Internet when you switch to GCI today. Okay, okay. Let me get some more hot chocolate. Terms
0: and conditions apply. See GCI.com for details.
1: Do you need to communicate and collaborate from anywhere? Vonage does that. With one streamlined app, you get full features that work on desktop or mobile wherever you go. Join video meetings and calls, respond to messages, and work from home, in the office, or on the road. You can even capture conversations on the go because the Vonage mobile app can integrate with your CRM. Now your small business can communicate like a big enterprise. See more of what Vonage can do for you at Vonage.com.